Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have great news for you. Our friends at Bet Online, they continue to be the top online resource for all your sports info from live in-game betting, props and futures from MLB to the NFL to golf to everything in between. All you have to do is head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first deposit and your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-50. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry. With over 25 years of experience, their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer. You know the deal. Download, subscribe, rate, and review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and closed on Sundays. The chicken tenders, the waffle fries, the mac and cheese, the fruit cups. Uh, You can get it all, man. Plus tasty treats like delicious chocolate chip cookies and those awesome milkshakes, and they have a peach milkshake right now during the end of summer. And make sure you stop by for breakfast as well with the delicious burrito bowls and sandwiches and everything in between. Home fries are delicious at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. They will cater your business lunch as well or your special event at home. So make sure you lean on Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay for that. They're doing great things in the community. And oh, by the way, download the app. You can get a ton of rewards off of it. I do it. It's amazing. And it's really worthwhile, man, because once you build it up to like a couple thousand points, you get a couple of free meals. It's pretty good stuff. Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap thank you as well out there to Bowers & Company, CPAs, MyHotTub.com, and Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual, New York State. Well, as I mentioned in a couple of podcasts prior, uh, I'm going to do some uh, uh, team previews in the NFL. I'm not going to do all the teams, but as far as like people who have gotten back to me on Twitter and some other places uh, and really general interest, uh, you know, Packers for sure, I find to be maybe the most fascinating team in the NFL going into this season because no Devontae Adams and the whole structuring and the DNA and all the rest, how they're going to try to win games is going to be a lot different than before. They're going to try to beat you 23-20, 20-17 instead of 35-31. Um, and so I did the Packers for that reason. I find them intriguing. Aaron Rodgers is always sort of a you know double-edged sword when it comes to personality and play and all that. I mean, he's great during the regular season, but recently terrible postseason. So uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, the New York football Giants next. And this should be nothing more than a transition year for the Giants. First of all, their schedule, uh, it, it's for most teams, it would be very, very doable um, the first, you know, 10, 11 weeks of the season, they have a bye week in week nine. Uh, you do have a couple of tough games here and there. I mean, you start out at Tennessee, that's probably a loss. Carolina at home, probably still a loss. 
Dallas home probably lost. Then you got the Bears. Then you got the Packers. These are home games. Baltimore at home, tough game again. Uh, but then you got at Jacksonville, you know, at Seattle, bye week, Houston at home, Detroit at home. Like you look at those 11, you're like, ah, eh, well, you know, for an average or a little bit above average team, you know, maybe you're looking at, uh, gosh, I don't know, uh, four and six in there, right? But the Giants are not an average team and they're not an above average team. They are a well below average team. And it's just going to be transition time, man. I mean, Joe Shane's a new GM. Brian Dable's the new head football coach. Um, <clears throat> you know, they're going to go through the trials and tribulations. They're going to try to find out this year if Daniel Jones is is the guy or not. Um, you know, I don't know if Brian Dable can fix a lot of what Daniel Jones has going on. Um, I, I can tell you right now that from what I've seen, Daniel Jones misses a lot of people. Now, now granted, Daniel Jones probably deserves to have <clears throat> a year or two. I don't know if they'll have enough time for two years, but enough, at least a year or two, to surround him with better weapons and surround him with better coaching and help. Now, that's what the Giants, you know, have done so far with the front office and with Brian Dable, they think, to be able to work with him, you know, kind of the experience from Buffalo and all that, you know, try and get Daniel Jones, you know, pedaling in the right direction. Um just from what I've seen, uh, and I'm no football guru, and I'm, I'm no Jordan Palmer, Greg Cosell, whoever, but from what I've seen, Daniel Jones misses a lot of people. Now, the offensive line has been a, a real problem for this Giants football team, <clears throat> you know, going back several years now. I mean, David Get Dave Gettleman pretty much, you know, set this franchise back probably five to seven years, right? I mean, he was a horrible general manager, and... I just look at it from this standpoint that Daniel Jones, even when he did get protection at times, he just misses people. He can't extend the chains. He can't he can't make those tight throws, you know. Um, he can't make those tight throws in, in, in those windows on third and six, um, <clears throat> you know, which is such a big deal in the NFL these days. That's the thing that Mahomes can do and Rodgers can do and Allen can do and Lamar can do. Uh, and Joe Burrow can do, and certainly Justin Herbert can do. You know, you got to be able to move the field, move the chains, move the field down here. Uh, you know, on 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 those third and six, third and seven, third and eight type plays or longer. Um, and I still think that this team is, and I know it's easy to say because Saquon had the ACL recently, uh, but they're so held back because they, you know, picked Saquon Barkley, <clears throat> you know, number two um, overall. In, in that 2018 draft. I mean, I think when you go back to that, very rarely do you, you know, pick someone at, at running back, you know, that that early. Uh, it's just, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. And we know that you can get guys, you know, way later. Running backs in the even second, third round, you can steal them and they become really, really good to great players in this league. Um, you know, you think about the 2018 draft and I mean, the first few picks were, were busts so far, Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, but like you could have taken any number of guys after that. And it would have made a lot of sense for the New York giants. You know, very rarely do you see a safety taken, <clears throat> you know, number two in the NFL draft, but let's be honest, Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama would have been a better pick than Saquon Barkley at number two. Oh, hi, there's Josh Allen from, from you know, at the Buffalo Bills spot at number seven. The Bills 
trading up to get him with Tampa Bay. I got news for you. You know, the Giants needed a quarterback back then, and they could have rolled the dice and taken the exact same chance that the Bills did and gone with the exact same model, and that's the thing with the NFL. You either make it or you miss it, and you either, when you make it, you surround them at that point with talent, but again, you've got to have the right front office. Everything in the NFL has to go hand in hand, right? It does. Because Josh Allen getting drafted by the New York football giants, Josh Allen probably isn't Josh Allen like he is now. You know, it just happened to work out. He got picked. He was a project. He had a a, a poor completion percentage, but he also didn't have a lot of weapons around him in Wyoming. Um, He didn't have a lot of support. He had injuries across the roster. The O-line was brutal in his last, you know, year at least, maybe two. Um, And and the Bills saw something from a character standpoint, from a size standpoint, um, from just an absolute deep ball standpoint, throwing through the cold wind in Buffalo, 6'5", 250, 60 pounds. The dude's a unicorn. Hey, if we draft this guy, <clears throat> we can work with this. We can with you know really good coaching and surrounding him with weapons. We can get this guy in the right position. He's already really, really good. He has a lot of the traits as a project quarterback that we like. Now it's up to us to do the other 50%. And I've talked about that a bunch. In order to become a great to elite quarterback in this league, it's 50-50. It's the quarterback has to do everything from you know his 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 uh, work ethic to learning the playbook to listening to coaches to uh, his diet and nutrition right all those things to become a, a better quarterback on your own the things that you can control the other half of it you can't control because you don't know about front office head coach continuity what's going to happen around the league you know other teams firing coaches which can pluck your coaches which has happened in Buffalo already. But before that, they had a lot of consistency. They had a lot of continuity. You know, they had Brian Dable there for a while. You know, Leslie Frazier's been there now forever. McDermott and Bean are going into, you know, uh, another year, right? They've gone to the playoffs multiple times. You know, they've gone to one AFC championship game. They should have gone to two. Um, You know, but you think about this regime now, you're looking at, okay, 18, 17, 16, you know, or 18, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at that kind of going, all right, you know, got kind of a little bit of a thing built here, right? That's what the Giants are trying to get, okay? And Brandon Bean, you know, actually you think about 2017, sorry, it goes back to then because the Bills went through their draft, they fired Doug Whaley and a bunch of personnel people, then they brought in Brandon Bean shortly after that, um, you know, with Sean McDermott. Uh, was already there. Um, Bean was hired on May seventh, May 9th of 2017. So he utilized a, a lot of the roster that was already there um, and then moved on, of course, uh, from a bunch of players. And now the model could be, you know, similar to the Giants in terms of, hey, we had a GM. Now, Doug Whaley was nowhere near as bad as Dave Gettleman. Okay, let's first start and say that. But <clears throat> Doug Whaley had made a lot of mistakes. Now, Doug Whaley was also responsible for some pretty good stuff, right, with the Bills. I mean, he really was. Um, you know, that that Bills team, you know, I mean, the, the Trey White pick and all that. I know they could have had Mahomes, but now you look back on it and say, well, we have Allen too. So you can go kind of both ways with that. Allen and Mahomes right now are probably the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, but, you know, Bean was hired after, um, you know, after McDermott was hired as head coach. You know, they had Whaley. They fire Whaley. They bring in Bean, and now 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 
They're going into their sixth season together, McDermott and Bean, okay? That's what the Giants are looking for. They're looking for continuity between Joe Shane and Brian Dable, using some of the Bills' model, see if Daniel Jones is a real deal, get the right pieces around him and all the rest, and see if we can build something for the future, okay? But the Giants are still hamstrung by that Saquon Barkley pick. I'm sorry. At number two, they are still hamstrung. Denzel Ward, right, out of Ohio State would have been a better guy to take. Quentin Nelson, a franchise left tackle, blindside guy, would have made a lot more sense. Josh Allen, I've already alluded to, would have made a ton of sense. Mika, Fitz, Mika Fitzpatrick, ton of sense. I don't know about all the rest of these guys being upper echelon players, at least coming out, you know, saying and justifying, okay, he's a top three, you know, five pick uh, in the NFL draft. There might be, you know, a couple guys you look back on now going, oh, well, hey, look, this guy would have been, you know, definitely worth it. But it's easy to say that now as years have gone by. Lamar Jackson was also in this draft. They could have taken him. You know, th- there were a bunch of first rounders, man, that they that the Giants could have taken, and it would have made a lot, a lot of sense, right? I mean, my God, you go down to the third round, and Fred Warner was there, who's been one of the best linebackers in all the NFL. Now, granted, very rarely do you take a linebacker in there, you know, at a top spot, uh, unless he's otherworldly. But um, you know, there were a lot of a lot of players the Giants could have taken. Now, we fast forward to 2022 and the season of the New York Giants, Saquon Barkley, again. They're going to have to have a big year out of this guy. Um, so far, uh, not great. Uh, last year, he averaged 3.7 yards a carry. Again, the O-line was not good. Also, he didn't hit a lot of holes. 162 attempts for 593 yards. That just ain't going to cut it for a guy who was picked number two overall. When you look at his overall career arc, uh, the injury has hurt him. He missed three games in 2019. He missed four games last season. Um, you know, he, he's had a couple of 1,000-yard seasons to start in 18 and 19. We know how talented he is. Getting hurt didn't help. But again, even with those 1,000-yard seasons, I still can't justify a running back at that position, at that spot in the draft because you can get guys down the line who, okay, are, are definitely in, in prime position to have 100-yard seasons, 1,000-yard seasons, right? I mean, you, you there's a bunch of guys who we know who have been picked way later than Saquon Barkley, right? Hi, Derrick Henry, for example, is a round two pick. Round two, pick 45, okay? That's one of the best examples you can ever find, okay? Fred Jackson from, uh, you know, the, the Buffalo Bills for years and years and years, right? He went to Coe College, okay? He went to Coe College, and ended up having a wonderful NFL career, okay? He was undrafted, man, okay? He was an undrafted player coming out, okay, in 2003, and look at what he ended up doing for the Bills for years and then ended his career with Seattle, which I always forget about. But the the, the point is you could have taken anybody in that spot instead of Saquon Barkley. And I understand he's a talented, he was a talented dude. You know, I actually kind of defended the pick at the time because I thought the Giants were going to do more with him as a receiving back, they did that in 2018. They came back a little bit in 19. Uh, and then, the, of course, the injury and all the rest, he comes back 2021. He still maybe doesn't look all the, all the way back. But he is the dynamic player. But again, as a running back, you don't take a running back at number two overall usually. I mean, you just, you just don't, you know. I mean, even guys like Thurman Thomas and Emmett Smith coming out of college who are now in the Hall of Fame, you don't think about when they come out, oh, yeah. I'm number one. He's no, not a running back. You know, you take a quarterback, you take a receiver, you take a bookend defensive pass rusher, you know, those kind of guys. Um, this Giants roster is obviously really weak with playmakers. 
Um, so that's going to obviously hinder Daniel Jones. I still, I still don't like the line. I really don't. You know, they brought in some depth at running back in terms of guys like, you know, Matt Breida. Um, you know, we'll see if he can help Saquon Barkley help the room a little bit. Breida's a stretch-the-field kind of guy when he gets going. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, I call him Tyrod Taylor, was brought in as a veteran presence, a former Bill, um, you know, who can, you know, kind of help be uh, a little bit of a stabilizer there for Daniel Jones. But as far as running backs go, um, you know, it's going to be still all about Barkley, right? And then from the receiver position, I mean, they're really counting on Kenny Galladay. Obviously, they gave him some big money recently. Um, you know, Sterling Shepard, you know, going into year seven. Uh, Darius Slayton going into year four. Kadarius Toney going into year two, the young uh, standout from Florida. Uh, they're really counting on those guys. Um, I, I don't love the tight end room. I don't think there's a lot there. Um, and again, I don't love the offensive line. Um, you know, as far as getting off the field defensively, I think they're going to have a lot, of, a lot of trouble. That's why they drafted Kayvon Thibodeau the star defensive end, the rookie out of Oregon, they, they, they picked him so that, um, you know, they could try to get to the quarterback quicker, you know, in, in, in sets and, and get off the field on third down, you know, and I think he'll help them, but you know, what's everybody else going to do? Leonard Williams and Kayvon Thibodeau are bookend defensive ends. Those are the guys I'm looking at to make, you know, some things happen for this team. This club is really, really weak in the middle of the field at linebacker, and their secondary is just, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be able to throw all day long on this team. I mean, this defensive secondary is absolutely brutal. They don't have a lot of toughness and physicality. They give up the huge play all the time. Uh, you got to play Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. You got to play, and Green Bay, I should say, at home. You got to play Lamar Jackson this year. You got to play Jalen Hurts twice. You got to play Matt Ryan, who can still get the ball down the field at Minnesota. It's going to be a tough game. You got to deal with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson there. Um, and again, I, I like Kirk Cousins until the fourth quarter, as everybody knows, right? Um, so there, there are some places where the Giants are going to have trouble. But again, the other part of the schedule is filled with, you know, Washington twice. Uh, I think Dallas is going to be terrible this year. I think they're going to be great defensively, but I think they're going to be terrible as a team. They have a horrible head coach in Mike McCarthy. You know, they want to ground and pound it with Ezekiel Elliott and play play action off of it, and good luck with that. It's CeeDee Lamb's show at wide receiver. They have no depth. They, you know, traded Amari Cooper. I think Dallas is going to be tough to uh, pick as a playoff team. They may go so far back that they could get picked off a couple times in their own division by the Commanders or the New York Football Giants. Dallas week, couple games, okay. Washington, okay. You got them twice, Cowboys twice, Detroit, Houston. You know, you've got Jacksonville. How good are they going to be? I don't know. I mean, I think they'll be better than last year without Urban Meyer. I think Trevor Lawrence is primed for a great year. And, oh, by the way, they went out and got a bunch of help for him in the offseason. You have a week game in Carolina in week two. I think Tennessee is going to take a step back. I actually think the Tennessee Titans missed the playoffs. Um you know, that's week one. Can the Giants pick them off and kind of get some momentum? So there's some spots where the defense won't have to try to defend against the big play all the time. But then on the other side of the token, there are some unbelievable, unbelievable spots where you got to play, you know, Rodgers and company and Lamar Jackson and guys who can just flat out sling it uh, down the field. But I've got the Giants in, um, you know, again, I think that they'll be a little bit better a little bit tougher, a little bit more physical. Uh, it's A lot of it's going to ride for me on the O-line and Saquon Barkley in order to make Daniel Jones look better. Um, but I think that, that that Brian Dable and Joe Shane and company will learn fast 
that uh, Daniel Jones just isn't the guy. They're going to have to go into the draft this upcoming uh, uh, offseason, and they're going to have to go get C.J. Stroud. They're going to go after you know go after get Bryce Young, whatever the case may be. I mean, Bryce Young's release is absolutely insane. I think he's going to be a pretty good pro. And if I'm the New York Giants and I go three and fourteen, uh, I go four and thirteen, which is very very possible, and I get the number one pick, I'm going quarterback all day long. I am rebooting at the position and giving him the keys to the kingdom right from day one, assuming that he can stay healthy, he being Stroud or uh, Young, and I would take Young in a heartbeat over Stroud, by the way. Um, just Alabama pedigree, love the release more. I think he's a better athlete. I think he's, he's way more accurate. I think he's just way better on the run throwing the football. Um, Stroud isn't bad at all those things, don't, don't get me wrong, but again, if you're giving me a choice of the two, I'm taking Bryce Young out of Alabama. And so uh, this Giants team, I, I got them in that neighborhood, man, three, four wins. That's where I've got them. Um, I could see five wins. I could um, because of the soft schedule. I mean, they play really, really bad teams, but the problem is they're a bad team. You know, It's kind of like when you look at really good teams, great teams, elite teams, like you look at the Bills schedule, you're like, wow, look at all those opponents. You got to deal with the Rams. You got to deal with the Chiefs again. You got to deal with the Steelers. You know, you got to deal with the Packers on Sunday night football. You got to deal with the Bengals, you know, on Monday night football. You got to deal with some, wow, look at that schedule. Whoa. And then you look at it and go, well, but those teams also have to play the Bills, right? And so that's a big thing uh, for, uh, you know, for, for I think on both sides, you have to look at it, right? You look at the, the, the really good teams, <clears throat> you know, tough schedule, but yet they have to play you. And then the bad teams, you're a bad team, but you're playing bad teams, so you know it goes hand in hand. Can you pick off some games? The Giants might be able to do that. You know they really might. They might be able to beat Houston. They might be able to beat Detroit. They might be able to split with Washington, split with Dallas. Uh, you know, there's four wins right there, and we're not even talking about the Carolina game, the Tennessee game, the at Seattle game. So maybe, maybe five, six wins. But um, you know, look if you're if you're telling a Giants fan, I would hope if you're a Giants fan listening to this podcast, um, you know, if if you're asking a Giants fan, right, hey what would you rather have a three win season and get Bryce young number one in the draft? Or would you rather have a six or seven win season and go get a receiver at number, I don't know, 13 in the draft. We all know the answer. You want the quarterback. So there's your New York football giants preview for 2022. I'm Mike Lindsley, this podcast here all over the major platforms, download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Stanley law offices, Liverpool physical therapy, the Syracuse fitness store and our great friends over at Brewerton Ace Hardware. Ace is the place, if you're in and around Central New York, get on over to Brewerton Ace Hardware, the helpful place, Route 11 in Brewerton. Let me tell you something about Brewerton Ace Hardware. They have every possible thing you could ever imagine for inside and outside your home. Uh, they've got all the supplies that you need. They've got paint. They have shovels. They have the new uh, Ego 650 blower. Uh, they have the uh, steel products. They have battery chainsaws. They've got brand new grills. Uh, they have uh, awesome stuff. Uh, they have hardware stories, uh, home preservation, barbecue, power, paint. You can explore all the videos online at acehardware.com and then search for uh, your location in Burton. They also carry food vendors as well. Awesome jerky, awesome pretzels, and awesome pickles and sauces at Burton Ace Hardware, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And throwing a quick tip of the cap, thank you as well out there to your state farm agent, Matt Graham, Camillus Golf Club, and friends of the platter, Daryl Abert, Bob Lindsley, and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the podcast. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, and of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, 
Enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.